Welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, a primitive Baptist ministry declaring the good news of the finished work of salvation by grace alone. This weekly radio program is brought to you by Elder Joe Nettles, pastor of Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, Mississippi, and Elder David Wise, pastor of Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi. We now invite you to stay tuned for our message this morning. Good morning and welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast. This is Elder David Wise here with you on the program, and we share time with Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church and Elder Joe Nettles, the pastor of Sulphur Springs. Uh, we're thankful to have you here with us. If you happen to be in the North Mississippi area, we would certainly love for you to come and worship with us at Macedonia. We're at 11th State and Road in Ackerman, Mississippi, and uh, Sulphur Springs is on Wolf Road outside Caledonia, Mississippi, and both of our churches meet on every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m., and then we also have a meeting in Starkville, Mississippi at the New Covenant Church on 200 West Garrett Road. That's in a new location, been at the La Quinta Inn for quite a while, and now we're at New Covenant Church, and we're very thankful to have that opportunity. 200 West Garrett Road, Starkville, Mississippi, Wednesday nights beginning at 6 p.m. I invite you to go to this program's website, gospel-of-grace.com, and you can find our past messages there. Subscribe to our podcast so you get regular updates. Also, you can go to macedonia-pbc.org for a lot of sermons and a lot of other content, Macedonia's website, where I'm the pastor at. This morning, we'd like to continue our thoughts on spiritual warfare as we look at the spiritual aspects of this battle that we cannot see, that are not natural necessarily to the visible eye, but are a reality all around us as we try to encourage you in the warfare and the battle we have between Christ and the church and Satan and the dragon. We certainly invite you and hope that you can stay with us with a message on the program this morning.
Good morning and welcome again to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast. We've tried to begin considering spiritual warfare and the spiritual battle that goes on around us that many times we're not aware of, that we can't see solely with our natural eyes. There's a spiritual realm that is not always visible to our natural eye, but it is a reality and there's a battle and a warfare going on all around us all the time. And we have to make sure that we are ready for that battle. A few things to note as we consider that this morning, I would encourage you to read a few different books that give really good perspective on some of the spiritual warfare and particularly and particularly the angels versus the fallen angels and the angels versus the unclean spirits and that battle that goes on around us. I would encourage you to read the Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis, where C.S. Lewis is writing in a fictional way that this master tempter, this master devil, is instructing Wormwood, who I believe is his nephew, and He's using all the tactics, and and Wormwood is inexperienced in tempting certain people, and he's been assigned a specific person to tempt, I believe, and he's instructing him in the most effective methods. Some very enlightening thoughts by Brother C.S. Lewis that I believe we can learn a lot from as we think about the way that Satan attempts to deceive us. Another fictional book that I believe really gets your mind thinking about the reality of that is called This Present Darkness by Frank Peretti. And again, it's fictional, and he's describing this battle between the angels and the demons, the devils in this small town, and the reality of these are the events that are happening in the natural world, in the flesh and blood world, but this might be a perspective of what's happening among the battle between the angels and the demons in that same setting. And again, those are both fictional books, but I believe they give a lot of perspective into how things might be, again, that that we can't always see with our natural eye. And particularly this present darkness is you have this battle between the angels that are fighting on behalf of God's children in the church and these devils that are fighting on behalf of Satan. Sometimes we just kind of skip over those things. Sometimes we don't really think about the reality of it. But as we continue to go through this, we're going to see the reality that there's a spiritual warfare going on around us every single day, and we have to be ready for that battle. Think about a couple different excerpts. Daniel chapter 10, Daniel is praying, and then there is an angel that's dispatched to him. And that angel tells him in Daniel chapter 10 and verse 12, that first day that thou hast set thine heart to understand, he was dispatched. Thy words were heard, and I was dispatched to come to you, verse 13, But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and 20 days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. And then he continues on in verse 20. Knowest thou wherefore I am coming to thee, and now will I return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I am gone, lo, the prince of Grecia shall come. And then there is none that holdeth with me in these things, but Michael, your prince. So the angel is saying, I was dispatched, but I ran into a conflict with the prince of Persia. And when I leave here, I'm going back to that battle. I'm going back to that spiritual battle 
with the prince of Persia. We see in Daniel chapter 11, as you make your way toward the end of that chapter, this man who I believe is describing the man of sin at the end of time and all the havoc that the man of sin is carrying out right before the end of time. And we see that depicted in the book of Revelation as well. All the things that the beast or the man of sin will engage in prior to the Lord's second coming. But it says in the midst of this horrible time, a time of trouble that the world has never seen before, it says that in the midst of this time of trouble in Daniel chapter 12 and in verse 1, it's at that time that Michael, the prince, Michael, the archangel, will stand up for the people of God. So again, you have this wicked man of sin and and no doubt many devils that are engaging him and the false prophet at the end of time. But then it's at that moment that Michael stands up for God's people and defeats them. So you have these devils that are fighting against us, but then you have these other angels, particularly Michael, the archangel, that is fighting against them. I mean, think about just the reality of the spiritual conflict we're in. Zechariah chapter 3, verses 1 to 2. And he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, the Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. Even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? So here we see Joshua, the high priest, who appears to be praying and engaging in worship, possibly even in the temple. And Satan is right there trying to resist him. And again, this is sobering for us to think about this, that Satan is right there in worship. Satan is right there on the edges, but I believe that we are protected by many angels, I believe, particularly during worship, that we can't see around us. Think about the account in 2 Kings chapter 6, where the servant of Elisha is so concerned when he goes outside and he sees them apparently surrounded by all the enemies. Remember, our true enemies are not flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and rulers of darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. So the servant goes outside and he sees flesh and blood and that flesh and blood, we are severely outnumbered. We're totally surrounded with horses and chariots and a great host and they've encompassed the city and there's just no hope for us. And then Elisha gets up and he's cool, calm and collected and the servant is just having a meltdown. And then he tells the servant, verse 16, 2 Kings chapter 6, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And in that moment, I'm sure the servant who was only looking in flesh and blood was like, Elisha, you can't count very well. (laughs) Elisha, you've lost your mind. Instead, verse 17, Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw, behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. You see, God opened the eyes, God opened the spiritual eyes of this young servant. And now he was able to see the spiritual reality. And the spiritual reality, even though in a natural sense, in a natural eye, it looked like We are totally surrounded by flesh and blood. We are totally outnumbered. We're going to be totally overcome. We're going to be totally annihilated. And that's how God's people feel many times here in this world. Again, this is why the book of Revelation is so important. 
for us to understand when we see the world encroaching on us, when you see the world persecuting the church, when it feels like we're being overwhelmed with the things of this world, it's in those moments of fear from the world around us and the enemies that are antagonistic toward us, maybe even persecuting us. Maybe we get to the point here in this world where we're in danger of losing our physical life like those Christians in Asia were. Well, it's at that moment that we need to pray what Elisha prayed, Lord, open my eyes and, and understand the spiritual reality that there are more with us than be with them. I'll tell you, Satan's strong and he's got a lot of devils out there, but they are nothing compared to the 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands angels that are fighting on our behalf. And that's what we need. We need to have that vision that this servant had for us to understand the spiritual reality that is around us and realize there are more with us than be with them, okay? There are more fighting on the Lord's side than are fighting on the enemy's side, that are fighting on Satan and the adversary's side. And that is the reality that we need. We need to have our spiritual eyes open, just like the servant, and see the chariots of fire that are there to fight on our behalf against Satan. Because Joshua right there was praying and Satan was right there to resist him. But you know that there was an angel just like Michael who was dispatched to go fight against the prince of Persia. There are angels that are fighting on our behalf against the devils and Satan here in this world. Isn't it good to know that God's angels encamp round about them that fear him. Amen. Isn't it good to be reminded of the fact that there are angels that are fighting on our behalf and we've got way more on our team than they have on their team. There are more with us than be with them. And then we certainly see in the book of Job, just like there was with Joshua. Joshua, Joshua is praying, he's worshiping and performing his duties in the temple and Satan is right there to try to tear that down and we see Satan right there in Job chapter 1-2. When the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, guess who was right there with them? Satan. Satan was right there in the middle of them. So there is nowhere we can go where we are fully protected from the onslaught of Satan. But also never forget, again, that God's angels encamp round about them that fear him. But we have some glimpses into Satan. Here we have some glimpses into Satan, and we really want to spend a couple messages focusing on Satan because we need to understand our enemy. We need to understand who we're fighting because unless we have a good scouting report, we're not going to be able to appropriately combat his wily, deceptive tactics. So in the book of Job, you have the sons of God that are going to present themselves for worship as Satan shows up right there with them. And the Lord offers up Job, hast thou consider my servant Job? And then Satan says, doth Job fear God for naught? Hast thou not put a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he has on every side? And then Satan asks the Lord to remove that hedge so that he can afflict him because he thinks that Job is just serving God for naught, that he will turn on God at the first sign of adversity or difficulty. And part of the reason why God suffered this protective hedge to be removed was to show the sovereignty of God, to show that God is in control and Satan can't do anything more than he suffers him to do. But he also wanted to manifest that Job was not serving him just because he was prosperous. He wanted to manifest the authenticity of that. And then Job was purified by fire in the midst of that too. 
But here is what is so sobering to me about this account with Job and quite a few others in Scripture, is that Satan knew Job by name. Satan knew Job by name, and he had been trying to get at Job for years. You know, someone that is trying to attack, they are always looking for the weak spot. They are looking for a flank. And Satan had been trying to get at Job his entire life, but there was no crack that he could exploit. Why? Because God had put a hedge about him and about his family and about everything. He couldn't get to him. And that should be very comforting to us as well. We want to, some later messages, we really want to focus on that providential hedge and the way that God protects us and, and Satan can do no more than what God suffers. But Satan said, I've known about Job for years and I've tried to get him. I've tried to sneak in here and sneak in here, but God, you've put up a protective hedge. So he knew Job by name and the more godly that we live here in this world, the more we advance the kingdom, the more we press into the kingdom, the more attacks we're gonna have with Satan. And I want you to understand that relationship. As we go through this, I want you to understand that one-to-one -one relationship. The more faithfully that we serve God, just like Job, the more faithfully that we serve God, the harder Satan is gonna try to tempt you and destroy you, okay? Now, we need to pray for God's providential hedge, right? Amen? We need to pray for God's providential hedge around our life because Satan, the more you do for the kingdom, the more God uses you in the kingdom, the more Satan will try to tear you down. But always never forget, right? There are more than us that be with them, and we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. But we see the same thing with Peter and with Paul. We see that Satan knew Job by name, and he'd been trying to get at him for years. And then Jesus says to Peter right before he denied him, Peter, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. In other words, Satan knows you. He's watched you. He's watched you shoot off at the mouth. He's watched you be a hothead here and there. Satan has noticed your flaws, Peter. And he has desired to sift you as wheat. He is crafting a battle plan. And see, that's why we need to know about Satan is because Satan evaluates our actions and he has a well-crafted battle plan to attack us individually in our weaknesses, you see? And that's why we need to do the same with Satan and know what he's all about and know his tactics, know his devices so we can attack him. Satan had watched Peter for many years and he had seen a lot of his flaws and shortcomings and Jesus let Peter know, Satan's coming after you. Satan desires to sift you as wheat, but don't be overly discouraged about that because I've prayed for you. And when thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. And then the apostle Paul, this is in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 19. And this is an account where there are seven sons of Sceva who are trying to cast out an evil spirit and they're getting overrun by doing that. But this evil spirit specifically, Acts chapter 19 and verse 15, uses this language. The evil spirit answered them and said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are ye? <laughs> See, Paul was doing so much in the kingdom. These evil spirits knew Paul by name. And I just wanna let that sink in for a minute. I mean, that should be sobering. It shouldn't be scary, again, because we're more than conquerors through Christ, but that should be very sobering, that Satan knows us by name. He knew Job by name. He knew Peter by name. He knew Paul by name. And no doubt, 
that's part of the reason why he talks about his thorn in the flesh in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. That was the messenger of Satan to buffet me. That was a small little crack in Paul's life that Satan desired to exploit, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. So we see the reality of this spiritual warfare that we're in every single day. These angels that are battling against one another Michael the archangel battling against the prince of Persia and Joshua praying and Satan is right there to thwart him. The sons of God presenting themselves to God and Satan is right there. And he'd been trying to get at Job for all these years, but he wasn't able to because of God's providential hedge. And there were no doubt many evil spirits that were dispatched to tempt and try to make stumble both Peter and Paul And the more godly that we live here in this world, the more that we will be tempted and tried by Satan. And we just need to understand that reality. There is a real spiritual realm that unless our eyes are opened, we cannot see. Just like Elisha's servant, unless our eyes are opened, we cannot see that spiritual realm that is around us. But we need to be aware of it. We need to see it through those spiritual eyes because every single day, Satan and his evil spirits are tempting us and angels are right there fighting on our behalf to protect us from that. They are encamping, they are surrounding us. And see, that's part of our army. I mean, we have the church, no doubt. But we have angels that are fighting on our side. And isn't it good to know that one angel in one night killed 185,000 Assyrians? Isn't it good to know that there is an angel that has that kind of a power fighting on your side? And sometimes we read things like that in the Bible. Oh, yeah, the angel came and it killed 185,000 Assyrians. Wow, what an amazing time. And wow, what an amazing thing for God to do way back then. <laughs> I tell you, we need to be reminded, like the song that we sing, God is just the same today. Okay, those angels are just as powerful today. If they wanted to, they could go slay. If there were 185,000 people, that were encamped against God's people. God, according to his will and his command, he could dispatch that angel and that angel could kill 185,000 enemies of the people of God in a moment if that was according to God's will. He is just the same today. So isn't it good to know that you've got that kind of power fighting on your side? You've got the sovereign God of this universe that's in total control of everything and you have angels and that have the capacity to kill a minimum of 185,000 people at one time, and those are people that are fighting on your behalf. And guess what? You don't just have one of them. Remember what that servant saw? There are more with us than be with them. And that whole mountain range, probably thousands of angels. And guess what? All those thousands of angels individually can kill 185,000 people. You know, it doesn't matter if there are millions of people that are against the church and against God's people. Guess what? There are always more with us than be with them because of those angels angels that are fighting on our behalf, but more than anything, because of Jesus Christ that's fighting on our behalf. Again, we're just beginning this spiritual warfare messages, and I did not make my way to Revelation 2 and 3 uh, this morning like I intended to, so hopefully we can pick that back up next week. And again, continue to see this power behind and continue to see the influence behind these flesh and blood challenges that we have in this world Let's not lose sight of the fact of the big picture that 
It's not flesh and blood, it's Satan and spiritual wickedness in high places and rulers of darkness here in this world. We hope that as we continue through this, that these messages will be beneficial and encouraging to you to give you more zeal to go out and fight a good fight this week in service to our great captain of our salvation. May God bless you. If you enjoy the messages you hear on the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, we invite you to visit a Primitive Baptist Church in your community. To find a Primitive Baptist Church near you, to listen to past messages online, and to find further contact information, you can visit our website at gospel-of-grace.com. You can also find our program on iTunes under podcast, entitled The Gospel of Grace, a Primitive Radio Broadcast. If you listen and enjoy our program, we would love to hear from you. You may contact us by email at gospelofgracepb at gmail.com. This program is produced by Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church, 40283 Wolf Road, Caledonia, Mississippi, and Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, 11 Staten Road, on Highway 15, just north of Ackerman, Mississippi. We would love for you to come and worship with us each Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. We invite you to tune in again next week for another message from the Gospel of Grace. Until next time, we pray God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus our Lord. Wonderful the matchless grace of Jesus.